friends. Welcome to the Fun on Weekdays podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Palick, and today I'm joined by my bestie over here. Quincy is sitting on my lap. Today is Valentine's Day, at least the day that I am recording this, that it's coming out is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day if you happen to be listening to this on Wednesday, the 14th. Today's episode is going to be so fun. I asked on my Instagram story earlier today, I said, tell me your dating dilemmas. Tell me what's going on in your dating life. Ask me any questions. Tell me anything that you need advice about, and I will give you my unsolicited advice. (laughs) But I guess before we get started, I'll just tell you some like personal life updates. First of all, I'm sitting in my podcast room and it is just about completely empty because I've moved my furniture around for the 50th time. I am convinced that I will be like 60 years old living in this house and I will still not fully decorate a single room in here. So if it sounds a little echoey, that's why I don't have any furniture in here yet. I did um, order these anthropology flower chairs that I posted a video about, but I canceled it. I didn't fully order them. Like I had them in my cart. I said that I ordered them. I made a TikTok that I ordered them, but then I never fully checked out because I ended up moving my furniture around. I took my podcast chairs in this room into my other office. And then I was like, well, shoot, I think those flower chairs might be too big for this space where I'm currently sitting. And I measured them and I think that they're just going to be too crowded because they're like really big and bulky. But now I have all these people commenting on my TikTok being like, what happened to the flower chairs? And so I felt like I needed to put out a, a full statement as to why I don't have the flower chairs. I never fully ordered them. I canceled the order before I checked out. And now I look at them every single day and I debate whether I should order them or not. But if I get them here and they're too big, I don't know what I would do because that's such a hassle to return them. So I've just been scouring Facebook Marketplace. That's my first update. Second update is that I'm going to Orlando next weekend. I'm so excited. And I'm going to stay with my best friend, Sarah, who is pregnant. She lives in Winter Park. So I'm going to have like a little girls weekend with her. And I think I'm going to try to plan some sort of event, whether it's in Orlando, like downtown or in Winter Park. But that'll be this upcoming weekend. So the 23rd. Third, I believe. Look at your calendars, mark it. If you live in Florida, surrounding area, I will likely be doing something. Maybe we'll do a walk just because more people can come. But the theme for February was like craft classes. So that'll be Orlando. And then on the 20th in Austin, I am doing a cocktail making class. It'll be so fun. It's going to be at this giant pink Airbnb. My friend Bridget, who I actually, this is a crazy story. So a couple months ago, I had these pink and orange rugs in my office and I put them on my story. I'm like, does anybody need these rugs? Come pick them up. I won't even sell them. Like they're free. Whoever wants them. And they're so heavy. I just didn't want to have to deal with like posting them on Facebook marketplace and selling them on there. Posting anything on there is like running a small business for real. You get so many messages. I couldn't deal with it. So the first girl who responded, her name is Bridget. She comes and picks them up with her boyfriend, Blue. Turns out they decorate Airbnbs for a living. And she's also a content creator. So her um, TikTok is called It's Bridget Bitch. (laughs) Love it. And she decorates Airbnbs. So they just moved to Austin and they just finished this giant pink pickle ATX Airbnb. That's what it's called. It has a pink pickleball court. It's all pink inside. It's like disco cowgirl. Super cute. So we're doing a cocktail making place class place what class there it'll be 40 girls and it'll be a fun time um february 20th i'll post more details about it but those are my those are my event updates so that was short quick to the point so let's get into the actual episode now let's talk about valentine's day first of all what are your guys' thoughts on valentine's day do you like it are you over it is it just another hallmark holiday like what do you think 
My personal opinion, since you didn't ask, is I think it's so overrated. I think that social media has lost the meaning of Valentine's Day. Like, honestly, Valentine's Day is content day. Like, the girlies are working overtime, making their boyfriends seem like they're the best person in the world. And maybe they are the best person in the world. But I feel like especially with my job being social media now, I... I see everything through this lens where I'm like, I know that this is fabricated and I know that this is like not truly your life because I've been that person like a thousand percent. When I used to post a lot of videos with Connor, like a lot of times those were planned. And even though there were sweet, cute moments that were not planned, it's still such a fraction of our lives. And it's really just not a clear depiction of who we are offline. So I always try to remember that as I'm watching couples content and I'm thinking to myself like oh my god they're so cute I love this video I wish Connor would do this trend with me or I wish we did this thing or whatever it's like so easy to get in your head and think about all the things that you don't have and when you're in that like mm, scarcity mindset you are not able to fully appreciate the things that you do have and especially if you are in a relationship and you're watching people post on Valentine's Day and you're like oh my boyfriend didn't get me this giant bouquet of flowers or he didn't get me chocolate or he didn't write me this note or he didn't peel my oranges. Like it's so easy to get caught up in this fake world that we live in where people put everybody on pedestals on social media so that they can justify to everybody how in love they are and how perfect everything is when it's not always like true reality at all. And I think of all days, Valentine's Day is the number one day where everybody is posting what their significant is other is doing. And it's almost like if you don't post what they're doing, then they didn't do anything at all. And it's so crazy to me that that's just the world that we live in. So last year's Valentine's Day episode was all about this entire idea that social media has changed the meaning of Valentine's Day. If you're interested, you should go back and listen to that episode a full year ago. Cannot guarantee that the quality is great. Although, no, you know what? I think I was in my office at that time, so the, the quality should be pretty good. But go back and listen to that one. I am actually curious what I have to say because I feel like my thoughts on social media have changed a lot in the past year too, especially like when it comes to relationships and sharing your relationship online. So listen to that. But let's get into your guys' dating dilemmas. So like I said, I posted on my Instagram story today, Tell me what's going on. Give me the tea. Ask me any questions you have. And I have so many responses here just after a couple of hours. So I'm going to go through as many of these as I can and just give you guys my honest feedback. Whoa, this one is a, this one is a notes app. This one is, you know how when you reply to questions on Instagram, usually it's just text. This girl actually replied with a photo of her notes app where she wrote me a paragraph. <laughs> so this seems like a good one to start with. Let's see. She says, I've been seeing this guy for a little over a month now, but he always only wants to go to dinner. Wait, that is like the best thing in the world. You don't want to just go to dinner like pay for your free dinner. I feel like things aren't progressing and he won't even really say how he feels about me either. He sleeps over almost every weekend, but then sometimes just goes ghost during the week. I'm not even sure if I want to date him, but it would be nice to know if he's seeing other people or how he feels about me. Okay, that's weird. So he's only checking in when it's convenient for him. So basically on the weekends, he should listen to my podcast. You know what he should do? He should have fun on weekdays and you guys should hang out more during the week. Although I know that it's not always feasible for everybody. Like if he really is stressed out with work, maybe he doesn't have the capacity to like hang out with you and be fully present during the week. That is very understandable. 
but I feel like things aren't progressing. He won't even say how he feels about me either. Well, okay. You've only been seeing each other for a little over a month now. And if you're only seeing each other on the weekends, that only really gives you like four times to hang out with somebody. But if he's staying over, let's double it. Let's say like you've hung out eight times. I feel like you don't really fully know somebody or know if you're like truly into them after eight times. Maybe, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. Eh, I take that back. You definitely know. (laughs) I'm not even sure if I want to date him, but it would be nice to know where he's at. Okay, I feel like the uncertainty is a little bit of a blow to the ego. Because like if you... If you're seeing somebody that you're interested in, but you don't know if they're actually interested in you, then it's like upsetting the feeling of rejection, even though you don't know if you are being rejected or not yet. Like I would just straight up ask him, but maybe you've already done that. I don't know. I would just straight up ask him like, Hey, I really like you so far. I'm curious to see where things go. I just want to make sure that like you're on the same page or do you see this as more of like a casual fling? I don't know. I, maybe I'm not the best person to ask for advice because I have been with Connor for two years now and I have actually never found myself in a similar situation where I was like seeing somebody that didn't actually end up dating. I think it's been the opposite where I've like gone on a couple dates. I've been interested at the start and then I was like, eh, and then it fizzles out and I kind of ghost. So gosh, I don't know, girl. I think the the best thing you could possibly do is just straight up ask him how he feels. There's nothing embarrassing about asking somebody how they feel or telling them how you feel. And I made a TikTok about this a couple of days ago. And I said, there is absolutely nothing embarrassing in this world. Embarrassment is a choice. And I choose not to be embarrassed by anything that I've ever done because somebody could look at me and think that it's embarrassing that I messaged Connor on social media or that I told him that I liked him first, or I even told him that I loved him first. And anybody could look at me from the outside and think that's embarrassing. Like he should be doing that. And that is just a projection of their own insecurity and the fact that they would never be able to make that move themselves. So I don't think it's embarrassing to just ask, Hey, I'm just curious. Like, where are you at? Are you seeing other people? It's totally okay. If you are, I would just like to know that, but that's my advice. I can draft up a message for you if you want. (laughs) Okay, next one, T. She says, my boyfriend booked a trip to Cabo with friends and the friend's girlfriend's single friends and I wasn't invited or told about the trip. Oh my God, how did you find out? That's my question. Like, did one of the girls tell you? Are you friends with the, are you friends with the girls? How did you find out about this trip? Like, did you go through his phone and you find it? Did you hear from another friend? I think that is really bizarre. Like that's, that's really, really weird that he was planning a trip with other single girls, friends, unless it's like, I don't think it's a combined bachelor and bachelorette trip because she definitely would have said that also her profile picture. She's wearing a, like she's in a graduation outfit. So I think she just graduated. I don't think they'd be going, maybe, I don't know. Maybe she lives in the South. Maybe they are going on a bachelorette trip. They get married young. Um, I don't know. I think that is really sketchy. But also if you are already having like a bad feeling about it and you already don't have like a lot of trust going on some sort of trip like this is going to be like really difficult to trust him on. I feel like if he just came straight out and told you about it or invited you at the very least, then it wouldn't be a big deal. I don't know. I don't like that. I would confront him. I'd be like, here's my thing though. I think people in relationships are fully capable of having their own lives and their own friends and going on their own trips. Me and Connor travel separately, like honestly, kind of a lot recently, just because our schedules haven't aligned. 
And every time that I'm somewhere without him, people are like, where's Connor? Where is he? I'm like, we have our own lives. Like he is doing his own thing. He's with his friends this weekend. So if he were to go on a trip and his friends, girlfriends, friends who are single, wow, that is like so confusing. If they were there, I honestly, I would trust him a thousand percent. I, I wouldn't really feel weird about it. That's only because I really trust Connor. And I also know that if I was going on a trip and one of my girlfriend's boyfriend's friends were there, then I would have no interest. But I think it really just depends on your guys' dynamic, you know? Ooh, okay. My boyfriend is in grad school. He's not working right now. So I've been paying for more than I normally would. We usually go 50-50 on things. I plan to marry him one day with the fingers crossed emoji. But I want to move in together but he obviously can't afford to do that right now. I almost just want to do it and cover his rent until he can afford it and maybe pay me back, dot, 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 question mark. But I know that's probs not a bad, oh fuck. But I know that's probs a bad idea. I have a good paying full-time job for background, so I'm ready to go and move in with him, but I am also willing to just wait longer. Ugh, ha ha. <laughs> I love the ha ha end because it kind of like eases the vibe. Like it it makes me think that it's like not that serious, even though this is like a very serious question. Um, okay. My boyfriend is in grad school, not working right now. Okay. So I think here's the question. Does he plan to marry you one day? Like if you've had the conversations about, yes, you for sure see a future together. You definitely want to get married and you have like a plan of how that could potentially work out then oh by all means I think you should for sure move in together but if you're hoping that moving in together is going to make things easier for him to want to marry you one day I would definitely not do that I also wouldn't move in with your partner until you're like 1000% ready to do that because if you do end up with this person then this is potentially the last time you are ever going to live alone like ever you're going to live with this person the rest of your life and giving up your personal space is a huge, huge commitment. So the worst thing that could happen is you give up your personal space. You're paying for this man to live in your space. He's not even fully committed to you, which I'm not saying he's not. He might be. I hope that he is. Maybe he's just like busy with grad school. Maybe he can't provide for you in the ways that you currently want right now, but you think that in the future he could. That's great. Love that. But the worst thing is he could move in. You're paying for it. And then things don't work out. And you carry this resentment that like he's living in your space. He is using your money. He wasted your time. But on the flip side, I think it is perfectly okay for a woman to support your man. And like, maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but there is literally nothing wrong with the woman being the breadwinner. And I think that like roles have finally reversed now where there are industries where women can make more than men. But I think it's so frustrating when people act as if like guys aren't doing anything and they're just taking advantage of her. Yeah, of course, like guys could be taking advantage of you if you're paying for them and supporting them. But roles were reversed. This girl's in grad school and he is the one saying this message. Everyone would be like, oh my God, yeah, definitely go and support your girl. Or people would think that that's like an obligation or it's mandatory or that's just like an expectation. But for whatever reason, when a girl wants to support her man, it's like, that's embarrassing. You shouldn't be doing that. Like he's not contributing. I don't think it's embarrassing. And I definitely don't see it that way. So I think if you're both equally committed to a future together, I don't see any harm. Just know what you're getting yourself into if you are living with this person and also set very clear expectations of when they're going to pay you back. I mean, I assume that you're probably not going to charge them like interest, but it sounds like you guys pretty much split expenses anyways. So if you are covering rent, which is a pretty big portion, although not really because he's living on his own right now and he's already paying rent. So hypothetically, his rent would be cheaper if he lived with you. 
So why wouldn't he be able to pay rent? Actually, that changes my entire thought process. Yeah, what? He's probably living on his own right now. Maybe he's living with a roommate. Maybe he's paying $1,000. Let's just say $1,000, which is like kind of unheard of now. Oh my God, rent? No. Okay, let's say he's paying like $2,000, okay? And then he moves out of that apartment and then he lives with you and your apartment costs $2,500. He's technically saving money. Unless he lives at home. Okay, there's like so many factors. I need to get some more context from this woman. But moral of the story is do not move in with somebody purely based on convenience. How to approach Valentine's Day with someone you're newly seeing. Love that. Okay, I think that your first holidays together, whether it's Valentine's Day, your birthdays, uh, sweetest day, is that a thing still? I think it is. That's another Hallmark uh, holiday. Christmas, Thanksgiving, all of those things, I think kind of sets the tone for the rest of your relationship. So if you are the person that does appreciate gifts, if maybe that's like your love language is receiving gifts, then I think then I think you need to make that somewhat clear this first this first holiday that you're spending together. But also, if you just started dating, there is literally no need for you to like go absolutely crazy haywire and spend a ton of money on Valentine's Day because I also don't think that that is like the true meaning of Valentine's Day anyways. I don't think you need to spend hundreds of dollars or do an elaborate thing or elaborate date or trip or anything like that in order to celebrate Valentine's Day. Like you can spend it at home. And actually last week's newsletter, we sent this whole list of ways you can spend Valentine's Day at home. So I don't know. I think you guys obviously have to be on the same page at some point. So for Christmas, for example, me and Connor talked about what our maximum that we want to spend on each other is for Christmas. And then it was just like an unspoken understanding that, okay, we're not going to spend any more than this amount. You can spend less than that. You can spend more than that if you want, but like this is the budget. And then also for things like Valentine's day or each other's birthdays, we talk about it beforehand of like, do you want to do something for this? Or do you want to go on a trip? Do you want to like, how do you want to celebrate? And we make that decision together. So I think it definitely sets the tone for sure. We've been dating for four years. We're 26 years old and we've never talked about marriage. Is this weird? Um, okay, do some math. 26 minus four. So you were 22 when you first started dating. I feel like it's not weird at the beginning because you are 22. But then I have, I also have to assume that you guys started dating probably like maybe you met in college and you're fresh out of college, just started dating. I mean, I guess the question is like, why haven't you? Like, do you see yourself dating this? Like, no, I guess not dating, but do you see yourself marrying this person? And are you wondering if they think the same thing? Because I feel like after four years, you should be comfortable enough with them to have a conversation about it. I don't necessarily think it's like weird. I don't think anybody should be forced into like their only goal in life being to get married and have a family. But it is a little, I don't know. I don't want to say it's weird because I don't want you to feel like I'm judging you at all because I'm definitely not. But I feel like I'm the kind of person that I don't, I never really like casually dated. I only ever dated people for a long period of time. I've, I've only had three boyfriends. First one was in high school, which we never talked about marriage like ever. Second person, I did not see a future with this person. It was kind of like a casual thing that ended up being like a long-term relationship. I don't know. So weird. I talk about that one all the time. And then Connor, I feel like before we officially started dating, it was just kind of a known thing that like this was more of like a serious relationship and seeing like where it goes with the intention of it being like a long-term thing. But maybe you guys just didn't start with that intention. So now it's like kind of awkward for you to bring it up. But I don't think it's weird after four years, you know? Okay, this doesn't have to be shared, but would love your thoughts. Sorry for multiple parts. Girl, don't apologize. I love multiple parts. And I love when people message me on the side and it's like this long paragraph. He's a 10 out of 10, but a terrible texter. Honestly, I kind of respect that. That's kind of awesome. 
I feel like if you were in a long distance relationship, being a terrible texter is like not ideal at all. But I'm personally the kind of girl that like I get so annoyed or overwhelmed if somebody is like constantly texting me. I don't necessarily like to have small talk with my friends. Like I don't want to just text you about, mm, I don't know, daily things. I don't want to have like a pen pal. If we are friends, like pick up a phone and call me. I'd rather talk to somebody on the phone for like an hour straight and just like talk nonstop versus text all throughout the day. Because I don't know. I mean, if you're texting throughout the day, you can't really get that deep. You're like somewhat sidetracked. You're just texting when you have like a second to. And I get like the importance of checking in on people. Like I think if he's a horrible texture and the fact that he's never texting you, like that's maybe difficult, but I think it's totally okay to not like text all day. I, I honestly, I feel like that makes him a 10 out of 10. If he's not like a chronic texter or chronically online, that's like a good sign personally. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Should bad sex be a deal breaker? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. I like want to give my full opinion on this, but I also know that my parents listen to this podcast and I also don't want this to have like a digital blueprint where my kids could someday listen to this and be like, ew, I don't necessarily think it's a bad deal breaker. I feel like everybody can learn to be better, right? Like you could guide him. He could be better. If there's like no sexual chemistry, I do also think that that could be built too with like emotional chemistry and connecting in that way. Because once you feel truly comfortable with somebody and like emotionally invested in somebody, I think it's easier to communicate to them how you want to feel or what you want them to do to make it more enjoyable. I don't think it's a deal breaker. I mean, there's like a lot of ways that you could make it better. Okay. (gasps) Girl, how bad is it to date your friend's ex? They were together seven years ago, AKA in high school. Um, Okay questions. I feel like maybe I need to message her and ask for more details because I want to know a, how long were they together? B, did he break her heart? C, mm, has she moved on? Those are three very important things because uh, I don't think you should be asking me. I think you should be asking your friend. I think you, if you are truly friends with this person, you should go to them and be like, Hey, like as your friend, I want to know how this would make you feel. And I do kind of feel like I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm actually really torn because I've never had any one of my friends date one of their exes that's like from high school. But I do think that at, at some point, I mean, you said you're seven years removed. I do think at some point that it's like, okay to date somebody with a history. Like everybody has a history, but I guess it's dependent on how traumatizing that history was for this person. Like if they were together for years and she thought that they were going to get married and he like broke up with her and she was devastated and heartbroken and she confided in you, then I definitely don't think that you should do that. Like, I definitely don't think you should do that at all. But if it was just like a fun little high school fling and they dated for a couple months, then I think that's totally fine. Like, yeah, whatever. I think that's okay. But I still think you should talk to her about it. I also think that you have to be fully okay with knowing that you might date this person and that this person might not want to be friends with you anymore. Like you might lose a girlfriend over a guy, which I think is okay in the, in the hope that maybe he's like your person and maybe you guys get married. And if he truly is like the one for you, then okay. Then maybe like losing that friend wasn't the worst thing in the world. But if you're super close with this person, I don't know. That's a tough one. Again, I still think that you just got to talk to your girly. (gasps) okay oh my god these keep getting better and better I dodged a bullet good for you girl my summer situationship who's still a friend is definitely sleazy and cheats he doesn't realize I know about the girl he's seeing 
I tried to friendly call him out about it, but he just brushed it off. He will randomly try to sext or make advances, which I dismiss. But I found out yesterday he is more than just talking to this girl and they're dating. I just feel absolutely terrible for her, but don't know her. And his actions are disgusting. Okay, I think we all know your answer. Like everybody listening to this is like, okay, text her, like tell her, message her. Don't message her the hey girly. Well, you know what? You got it. Sometimes you got it. Hey girly. Sometimes like nobody wants to be the hey girly, but sometimes you have to be the hey girly because you have to save her. And that's just really shitty. I think if they're actually dating, like boyfriend, girlfriend, they're exclusive. They are dating 1000%. They're not seeing other people. Then you have to tell her. And I know that you don't know her. Like you don't really have an obligation to her, but I feel like the only reason why you wouldn't tell her is if you wanted to sever your, or if you wanted to save your relationship with this guy. But I foresee the reason you would want to save your relationship with the guy is because you want to potentially like reconnect with him in the future. Maybe, but I don't know. You said that he was disgusting and sleazy. So I think you got to tell the girl, just message her. Oh God, that's so shitty to do. I don't know. Put yourself in her position. Wouldn't you want to know? Sexting too. Like, it's not even just like asking to hang out or just being flirty, but like the sexting part. What do you guys think? Would you tell the girl? I, I definitely think I would tell the girl. And I actually, I know you don't know her, but I think that would almost make it easier. Cause if you were telling somebody that you were like super close to, I think that'd be really, really, really difficult to do. Wow. We are just cranking through these. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I, I like love reading these when guys insinuate, they want to quote, hang out instead of going on a date, how to redirect that girl. I don't think there's any redirecting that needs to be done. Like, I think that anybody who has the intentions of wanting to date somebody is going to plan a date and they're going to call it a date. I think anybody who's looking for a casual fling is going to call it hanging out and to convince somebody who's looking for a casual fling and is using that terminology to call it a date is only just going to change the title of what you're doing. It's not going to change their intentions. Like if they just want to hang out and it's casual and they just want to get to know each other. Okay. Well, maybe you could start as hanging out and then maybe you go on dates, but I don't know. I think anybody who's intentionally trying to date somebody is going to do what they can to like impress you, take care of you, make sure that it's like a date, you know? I don't know. I say if he's calling it a hangout and you want to go on a date, you just got to ditch him. You just got to find the guy who's going to ask you on a date. is going to sweep you off your feet. He's out there. And I know it's so annoying to hear from somebody who's in a relationship, be like, oh, just stop looking, just stop looking. They'll come because I get it. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, to answer your question on how to redirect it, I would say something along the lines of like, I'd really love to get to know you. <laughs> no, the more that I think about it, I'm like, that is so fucking weird. I like, I'm saying that I would say that, but I don't think I would ever actually send this text. Cause I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, oh, I would tell him like, oh, I would really love to get to know you. I'd love to spend time with you. Um, and then I would say something about like calling it a date or like trying to understand their intentions, but maybe you just like chit chat with them before and you're like, Oh, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a casual fling? Are you, you know, I think you can figure that out before you decide to hang out with them. I don't even know if that answered your question, to be honest with you. I don't think it really did. He says he is falling for me, but doesn't know if he wants a relationship right now. Well, tell him to get the hell up. He can't fall for you (laughs) and also not want a relationship right now. Like what, like what, what does he want you to do with that information? Be like, oh my God, thank you. I will totally wait for you. Now that you said that you're falling for me, I will totally wait for you to be ready. Even if it takes two years. Like what? What does he want you to do with that information? Wait, I'm confused about this. She says, LOL. <laughs> LOL. The guy I was dating, quote, met another girl he can't fuck things up with while I was at girls night. 
Okay, so is that just a backhanded way of him saying that he can fuck things up with you? I'm confused. I hope that you're not dating him anymore. Wait, I'm so confused. Also, you don't want to date somebody who is like uh, seeing potential in other people while you're still together. Like all he could have done is just say like, hey, he could have broken up with you before. He did not need to tell you that. Like what? Again, what does he want you to do with that information? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Also at girls night, like you're supposed to be enjoying girls night. I hope that you drank like a whole bottle of wine. (laughs) Wait, I had a guy tell me he needed to finish his self-help book to decide if he wanted to date me. We love a self-aware king. Oh my gosh. Wow. He's a green flag through and through. He needs to finish his self-help book to decide if he wants to date you. I cannot believe I just read those words. Who are you talking to? Who is this man? Is he under the age of 30? Is he under the age of 40? I cannot imagine that anybody, whoa. You know, honestly, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that he's doing some retrospective reflecting. I don't know if retrospective is the right word. He's doing some internal reflecting to really be aware of his own actions and his intention. And I think that's actually really, really respectful of him. Bravo. I like him. <laughs> Ooh, is it wrong to go to Valentine's Day dinner with your ex? He asked me and I'm not sure, sweating emoji. Okay, well, first of all, if he's asking you to go to dinner on Valentine's Day, I feel like it's very clear that he's trying to reconnect on a romantic level. If he were just asking you to like catch up, maybe you guys could like, it could be casual and it's like just friendly, but also like, why would you want to, why would you want to do that with your ex? Like that doesn't really make sense either. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's wrong. I think if you like want to explore that, then I don't, I definitely don't think it's bad, but totally up to you. I don't know. I kind of want you to go just so you can report back to us and tell us how it goes. He says he likes me, but is always quote too busy to hang out. (sighs) Okay. I think that's a bunch of bullshit because I think anybody who really likes somebody is going to make the time to see them. Like if you are genuinely really excited about someone and you're like, oh my gosh, I like get excited when I think about them. I really like them. I just like, you want to spend time with that person. And even if you don't have any time, like you would find pockets of time. Although I don't know his work schedule. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he is truly like really, really busy. Maybe he's working on a project right now, but I think that he could find other ways to like make you feel special or get to know you in the meantime until he can hang out. And I also don't know how long this has been going on before. There's no context, but I don't think anybody is ever too busy. I really don't. Okay. I'm going to do a couple more of these and then we will wrap up the episode. Aw, this one's sweet. When to say I love you and not just when it feels right. Uh, So I'm not going to lie. I just recorded a whole answer to like how I told Connor that I loved him. But then I realized I'm just going to cut that out because you guys don't need to know all that information. It's quite personal. But my genuine advice of when to say I love you is when you know what you mean by those words. Because like, do you just mean that I love this person? I want them in my life as a friend. I love you. I care for you. I can't see my life without you. Or is this like, I am in love with you. Like it's all consuming. I feel with my entire body that like, I love you and I like want to be with you and I cannot ever imagine like not being with you. And it's like in a romantic sense. So I feel like when you are fully confident in what you mean by that, then you should say it. And I don't think that you should wait for them to say it first. I told Connor that I was in love with him first. I have no shame about that. I actually think that is super awesome of me to do that. And again, comes back to the whole thing of like, it's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to say how you feel. It's not. 
Anybody who says that it is embarrassing, they're wrong. Their opinion doesn't matter. If they wouldn't do it, if they wouldn't put themselves out there, you can't listen to their opinion because they don't matter. But I think you should say it when you are confident that you are still going to feel this way, even if they don't reciprocate it right there in the moment. Because there is a chance that you could say that you're in love with somebody and they might not say it back right away. I also wouldn't say it if you're trying to advance your relationship in any sense like if you're trying to move in together or if you're trying to get engaged or something well I guess you'd say I love you like far before you'd get engaged right yeah hypothetically I don't know I said that I wasn't going to say when it feels right (laughs) but honestly I think you'll know there comes a point where like it is it feels like it's going to explode within you like when you know that you love somebody and then you're around them and you haven't said it yet it literally feels like you're going to explode because you have this like secret that you have to tell them and I think that's why people say when it feels right, because it just, it's just going to like come out one day. Like you're not going to be able to hold it in anymore. Cause when you love somebody so deeply, like you just want to tell everyone, you just want to tell them. And yeah, I think it'll just naturally happen. There's never going to be like the right time, the right day, the perfect moment. Okay. I went on a Bumble date. Then he immediately deleted his profile. He's still texting me though. <gasps> Girl run. Right? Like, The optimism in me wants to say, oh my God, he deleted his profile because he found you and he's like content and he doesn't need to talk to anybody else. But the reality in me and the pessimism in me is thinking like, oh my God, he probably deleted it because he's probably dating someone. Maybe, right? Like, I don't know. Why, why else would you delete it? I don't know. Maybe he just like literally wants to get off the apps, but have you stalked him yet? Like, have you looked at his profile? Have you looked at his Facebook? Have you looked at his mom's Facebook? Maybe don't go that far yet. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this out loud, but like, I know that we all do it. (laughs) Like we've all been there at some point. You try to gather all this information you can. Honestly, I do that before the date. Cause like, I want to know who I'm even meeting up with. Like what if they're a serial, serial killer? The fact that he deleted it after the date though, that's weird, but he is still texting you. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just hope that he just thought you were so awesome that he's like, you know what? I met this girl and she's great. I'm going to get off the dating apps. I'm just going to delete it entirely. (laughs) Girl, what? The most honest thing you can do is tell us if you and Connor are together. The girls need advice. (laughs) Oh my God. See, this is okay. This literally relates to the whole idea of social media in general is that like I can tell, I can post as much as I want saying that we are still together and people literally don't believe me. Like (laughs) you think that I'm just lying. You think that I am just like, I'm saying like, what? We are still together. Oh my gosh. Also, how does this transpire to the girls need advice? Tell us if you guys are together. We know we are together. What's the advice that you need? Like, I'm so, so confused. All right. This is going to be my last question. So she says, I'm about to live with a boy for the first time. Tips on how to adjust. So I think my best advice that I can ever give, and I say this all the time, is that do not let roommate problems become relationship problems. And I think I might've even said this on a podcast somewhere before, but roommate problems are things like getting annoyed at each other for not picking up your dishes or not taking out the trash or maybe not making the bed or leaving your clothes everywhere. So those are like tiny little things that happen every day that it doesn't matter who your, who your roommate is. Like it could be your best girlfriend. It could be some random person you met on Facebook, but it doesn't matter. Whoever is doing these things is annoying you. And that annoyance is inevitably going to impact the way that you treat this person. You may become passive aggressive towards them. You may lash out on them. You may like just get super irritated and not want to be around them because you you're annoyed of something that they're doing as a roommate. 
Okay, so when you live with your partner and they become your roommate, it is that much easier to let those annoyances and let roommate problems impact the way that you treat them as a boyfriend or girlfriend. So that's my best advice. And then a partner, like a relationship issue is something like being insecure or not trusting each other or being jealous or not going on enough dates, maybe like lack of intimacy, not having great communication. Like those are legitimate relationship issues that once you're living with somebody, I feel like those issues are somewhat highlighted by the annoyance or the frustration that you have towards them as your roommate. So it's really important to keep those two things separate and realize that like, even if maybe he's leaving his shit everywhere, which I will say Connor is very clean. Like, honestly, I'm the one that's leaving stuff everywhere. So I actually don't get annoyed at him about that. But all of those like little unimportant things end up becoming much bigger problems. Another thing too, is I think it's really important to like set expectations when you do move in with somebody because now you're sharing a bathroom. So who's going to buy the toilet paper? Who's going to buy the dish soap? Are you guys going to share your shampoo and conditioner? If so, who is going to pay for it? Are you going to go back and forth on who's paying for things? Or are you going to, one person's going to buy it and then you're going to split it Venmo 50-50? Or is he going to buy certain things and you're going to buy certain things? Is he going to, let's say you live in a house. Is he going to take care of the yard? Let's say you live in an apartment. Is he going to pay the utilities? Like there are so many things that you should figure out before you live together with somebody because figuring those things out once you're living there is not always the easiest thing to bring up. Let's say you're living together. He's the one that's paying the rent and you haven't Venmoed him for like three months. And then he texts you and he's like, hey, can you Venmo me for the last three months of rent? Like you are going to immediately think that he's like annoyed or something. Just when you live together and you're reminding each other about certain expenses, especially when it comes to money, I feel like it's easy to think that somebody's like upset or annoyed or frustrated. And then that fear of them feeling a certain way towards you, like kind of makes you like more distant. I feel like you're like walking on eggshells. So that's an important thing to figure out like who's going to decorate the place. And if you're buying new things for the house, like, are you going to split the expenses on that? Um, Whose stuff is going in what closet? Like how much space do they get? And I think also communicating when things do upset or irritate you is really important. Um, Don't let it fester. Definitely do not let it fester. We've all lived with a roommate at some point where you're like, I cannot fucking stand them. And then you start being passive aggressive and it starts like lashing out on them. But you can't do that with your with your partner. Like you just can't because it'll ruin your relationship. Last thing is, again, your relationship comes first. So when you do start living with somebody, you have like way more access to them. You see them way more frequently and it can be really easy to take them for granted and like not go on as many dates. But I think it's important to schedule time to like still date each other. And that could be like spending time at home, like intentional time, being present with each other. Um, That's definitely something that I've had to get better at, like personally. So that's my best advice on how to adjust to living with somebody. And also it's going to take time. So like, I feel like now me and Connor live together for two years now. I think it's like a piece of cake. Like we know exactly how each other live. We know all of each other's habits and we know what like irritates each other about one another. So it's so much easier to like do things that each other appreciate. So it makes living together really fun. And I think it's such an exciting time of your life. So don't let like the fear of things not working out or like getting in fights or anything about it, like keep you from enjoying it. So 
Okay, that's all of my advice. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you did or if you didn't. If you did enjoy it, (laughs) feel free to leave me a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'll be back again next Tuesday. I have a really exciting guest next week. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you may have watched a lot of her um, YouTube videos. You may have even worked out with her at some point. And she's going to be incredible. So tune in next Tuesday. Leave me a review. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.